is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, baby, it's a Monday, a victory Monday. The Dallas Cowboys have found their fifth win of the season. You're in the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. 45 minutes of NFL content coming at you. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Danny McRae and Barry Church. Church, are you back on that narcotic? Because the Cowboys have won. Are you chasing down the bandwagon trying to jump back on it? That's what I want to know as the Cowboys demolish the 49ers 41-30. What? What? Chasing down the bandwagon? No, no, look, look, I told y'all before, man. I got off <laughs> I told y'all, I got off of that narcotic, you wow. know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my blood. You know, I had high blood pressure, all that good stuff. So I had to get off of that narcotic, man. But I will say this, man. We got a chance. We got a chance, man. I tried to tell y'all, we got a chance, man. Y'all, y'all doubt as long as y'all want to, but we got a chance. That's all I'm going to say, man. I'm not here to rant, wow. gloat. Just here to say we got a chance. Could, you you gloating enough. You got an NC NFC East championship hat on. What are you talking about? You not here to gloat? Oh, you, you talking about this right here? Oh, 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 you talking about this? Oh man, you talking about this NFC? Yeah, you know, it's just a little, it's a I little thought, early gift someone sent. I thought to me. you were supposed to give that away. Didn't didn't Garrett say give that to somebody? I thought you were supposed to give that hat away. <laughs> It's memories, man. It, it's memories. It's all memories. So, so you didn't you didn't do what the coach asked you to do, did you? Huh? Nah, nah, so, I can't do that, man. So, 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 let me get this correct, all right? So, you're not back on the Kool Aid, but you're wearing your NFC East champ hat to insinuate that we're going to win the NFC Championship, but we just got a chance. I, I just want to make sure we clear on this what, one. What, what, what I'm nope. saying, what I'm saying is. I think, like I said last week, we got a we got a low chance to get to the playoffs. All right, I'm gonna say 35% chance to get to the playoffs because we don't control our own destiny. And what those guys are doing up in Washington, I just don't see them losing all three of their final games. They got the probably the best front seven in football right now, so I don't think they're gonna lose all their three games up there. And that just leads me for this. I'm gonna think. I think we're gonna go seven and nine, like I predicted last week. I think we're gonna win these final games, but we're gonna be out of the playoffs just because Washington's gonna end up winning one of those two, even if Haskins is at the quarterback position. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so you're kind of. This is, seems to me, McCray. Is this a half measure by Church? Like he's got one foot Absolutely. in. Okay, it's a half measure. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. What, what, what okay. you talking about? What, what you talking about? Half he measure. He, 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 he about? He's, it's called hedging your bets. That's all you're doing. We, we, we feel you, though. We got you. What you mean? I admitted, <laughs> I admitted last week, hey, I'm probably going to be wrong on us going to the playoffs. I admitted it. I said, hey, I'm going to end up Owen McCray and Snake from Nick and Sam's. So I admit that. <laughs> but, but what I did say is 79 is coming, man. 79 is coming. And y'all wrote it all okay. off like it was nothing. Oh, McCarthy can't win back-to-back. He ain't did that since 2017. All right. All right. This team got some momentum going. <laughs> <laughs> got some oh, momentum okay. going, man. All right. Oh, just look saying. At, look at just you. Saying. Okay. Now, all right. So, so, so. <laughs> 
I'm going to ask this. First off, you know, the win and the way they won, good to see complimentary football, okay? Four turnovers, 24 points off the turnovers. Defense created three of them. How should I look at this game? Because I talked about this last night on NBC5. Do I look at it as it's wins against the Bengals and wins against the 49ers, quarterback by Nick Mullins? And the Bengals, I, f- I forgot who quarterbacked them. Who, who quarterbacked them? McCray? Who, who Brandon Allen. Brandon, Brandon Allen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so, do I look at it that way? Because, I mean, I'm sorry. Nick Mullins was was darn it. He, he might as well just pointed at dudes before he threw it to you and then threw the ball. I mean, I, I, that, was some, that was some terrible quarterbacking. That was some terrible quarterbacking, man. Hmm. One saying that on Friday. He, he right. did say that. He right. said, he, he, you, you actually, you <laughs> did say that on Friday. You said that on Friday, Neil. You said if they have to throw the ball, I, then Nick Mullins is going to throw the ball to the opposing team's defense. You know what? You're, you're so correct. Will, I'm, looking, it, I, I'm, lo- I'm going back and I'm looking at my notes, and it says right here, Nick Mullins, turnover machine. Interceptions in five straight games, 12 turnovers in the last five games for the 49ers as a team. So when, when I did talk about, you know, the, the, what, what needed to happen, and I did say, okay, thank you. I appreciate you, Danny, because you now jarred my memory. Because I did say, <laughs> fellas, this is the only statistic we need to know, and it was 12 turnovers. And that, that the 49ers are a turnover machine. That was the hope. And Dallas ended up getting four of them. But Mullins, I, I, he was worse than I thought. I mean, this guy really is. This is a bad guy. And, and if Kyle Shanahan brings him back next year, I'm shocked. Because I've seen everything I need to see out of this dude. This dude's bad. And he's not getting better. Okay? He's not getting better at all. Look, look, listen, I, listen, I'm all for the win. It's, as a matter of fact, it may not sound like I'm happy as we go throughout this show, but anytime you can get a win, mm. in the NFL, I, I will continue to repeat this. Any win in the NFL, NFL is earned and deserved yeah. if you walk out of there with the dub. Okay. Oh, yeah. I will. Yeah. Now, now, I, now yeah. I will say this. If you talk about a team, you like as much bad luck as as we've had over these last few weeks, it's some good luck that, is, that have been rolling our way. If you talk about the injuries that some of these teams sustained throughout the game when we're playing them, I'm talking about some high impact players get hurt during the game, and it helps us, you know, uh, be able to play offense or defense. I tell you what, when Morstad went out, I was like, all right, you know, may, may, maybe the next guy comes in. And, and, and he does the same thing because, you know, when you play against the Cowboys, it's, it's put whoever in there and they can run the ball. And then the second team running back went down. And then we Jeff ended Wilson up with Tevin Coleman. And, 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 yep. and then you see and then you see Mullers have to go out there and try to throw the ball. And I was like, well, here it is. Because one thing about it, we were not stopping the run. But that injury saved us and helped us, and I'll take it. Whatever whatever happens throughout the game, you have to be able to adjust, and the 49ers weren't able to do that, and Nick Mullins kind of buried them. But we've had some good luck throughout this season, especially these last uh, few games. Hey, look, y'all can call it what you want. You can say what you want. Say we played against Mullen, Beathard. You can call it luck. Saying Mozart went out. Whatever you want to call it, I don't care. The Cowboys did what they had to do, and they got the dub. Did they stop? Absolutely. No. Did they gave up 450-some yards? Yes. Mike Mike Nolan's on his way out? Of course he's on his way out. But you know what? The Cowboys did what they had to do. Tony Pollard came in there, showed some juice out of the backfield, receiving the ball, running the ball as well. That offensive line, 
that offensive line, I got to give them a little kudos because, I mean, I wear on them time and time again, but they, they played pretty well. They kept Andy Dalton upright. They kept holes for, for TP to run through. And, and the other running back, I think his name is Rico Dowell, if I'm not uh, – Butchering his Rico last Dattle, name like that. Rico Dowdle from South yeah. Carolina. Yep. Rico Dowdle, South he Carolina. Was able to, he was able to perform well. And you know what? They didn't get their playmakers the ball. I think Amari Cooper only had two catches. But C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb showed out once again. And he's becoming that number one threat as, as this season progressing, as, as his rookie season's progressing. This guy is becoming more and more of a guy. And I can see him go, taking over that number one role next, uh, next year. But overall, it was a great team win. Even the special teams. The special team showed up. I mean, it, it, was, it was just an all-around great victory for the Dallas Cowboys. And I will say this. I think Chris Jones punted his last ball as a Dallas Cowboys because that guy we got back there at the punt, a new founder, a new wander, whatever his name is, he's down in those things like a, like, a, like, a golf, like a golfer, man. He's just checking it up right by the hole. He played great. Great overall team. Miss Wander. Miss Wander, come on. Miss Wander, Miss Wander, that's what it is. Come on, my man. Bad, Miss my, Wander, listen, my bad, Miss Wander, my Listen, my man on the Kool-Aid and, and don't know nobody on the roster. Yeah. It's all right, because your boy was right. Because your boy you're was not gonna right. Be able to, it's all good. It's all Church, good. Church, you're not going to be able to get on. You're not going to be able to be like Akeem Tlaib and get on Fox TV if you can't sit there and get the name. Akeem Tlaib, oh, man. Y'all, are we talking about Akeem Tlaib. Akeem. How did he get on Fox? Can we? Don't don't hate. Don't even start hate. Don't. Even oh my God. Richardson, Texas you, own Akeem Talib. Now, you know, Akeem will, you will get dealt with if you mess with you talking that. He will. He <laughs> you brought it up. You, you brought the I'm name up. He'll deal but with I will, you. He was terrible. He was terrible. He was not. I don't he care if not, you hear this he or not. Terrible. He wasn't. No. He wasn't terrible. Okay, no. That's no, just your not. boy, man. That's your boy, man. I enjoyed it. I was entertained. It's all good. The man was bad. It's all good. I was entertained. You and the few. Hold on. I was you know what? It, I, listen, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to get on the key to leave, man, I, and, and his stories on the field. You know, I didn't hear it, but I, but I can imagine. I heard him when he was uh, when he commentated against Detroit, so I can imagine, what, uh, you know, what, uh, what, what was going on on that broadcast. And he was trending on Twitter, so I know it must have been something crazy going on. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, never man. a good it thing if you're trending. Akeem kept it real. That was all. He just kept it real. And he had on a Christmas <laughs> suit. You know, it was, a, it was a Michael Irvin special. It was an Irv special. Okay. Um, you right. know, the, the, green, the green suit with the, you know, the, the, the plaid on there, the check plaid and, and the red tie. So, uh, anyway, he's getting the names right, Church. You got to get the name Rico Dowdle, okay? You got to get the names right here, Church. That's what this thing is all about here, okay? It's hey, all about that. As long that. as I'm right, man. Hey, That's so, hey, Louie. Nui, listen, yes. you started off the season talking about my man D-Law, and I told you that he was going to show up. He's worth the bread. Now, he might not have the 12 or 13 sacks that I called him out for. No, he doesn't. But he's been playing. You did. He's you been definitely playing, said that, though. He's been playing his tail off for the last few games, and he's been playing amazing, earning that check that he's, that he's, uh, that he's getting paid, unlike – a couple of the other guys that's on the roster. About to say, he okay. might be the only one earning that check on a defense. I, I, feel, side, I but, feel like this is hey. a side swipe at me, Danny. I feel like I feel like you just tried to take a side Oh, it definitely was a side swipe. Um, oh, it was definitely and, a side swipe. And I'll, I'll simply go back and stand on this merit that I've said all along. When you get the richest, richest contract in Cowboys history, there are expectations that come with it. Last year, the expectations were not met. And so coming into this year, I'm just simply asking for the expectations and for the player to be the player who got that check. I'm not asking for mm -hmm. anything other than that. 
Okay? I mean, it's the same thing that we ask for any big-time athlete when you get that kind of money is, hey, play up to the contract. Play up to the contract. I'll, That's all I listen, say. Listen, listen, you said that, and then last week I heard you talking about people saying Zeke is having, you know, for all that's going on, him averaging 60 yards a game is okay because of all this stuff going on on, on the offense. So I'm just saying, if you're going to do that to D-Law his five sacks, then you got to do that to uh, Zeke and his 60 yards a game. And then you also got to do that to my man Coop out hey. here getting two catches, two catches, three targets in the oh. game too. All right, leave oh. D. Law oh. alone. He is outperforming the rest of the dudes that got these big time contracts wow. on the roster. Wow, you think okay. he's outperforming the other guys I, in his same tax bracket? You tell me. I'm, 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 on our roster, on our okay, on our I, roster. I want you to go pull the tape here. Okay, please go pull some tape. Have I said he hasn't been worth the money? When I talk about Zeke saying, hey, do I think I don't think Zeke is a quote unquote problem and a guy that wasn't worth the money or a guy who should have signed him. I haven't said that about Tank. I've just said when you that you have to live up to what they want from you. Okay? That's what I've said. That's not and you said no, as as coming out of last year, you said that he didn't. And I'm saying going into next year, I just need to hear the same stuff about Zeke. I need to hear the same stuff about Coop, and I don't want to hear about D-Law because the way he's oh, closing okay. out the season, oh, okay. he's, he, he's, oh, he's, he's, bring, he's bringing it into next year. That's all I'm saying. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Okay. Here's the diff- one of the big differences for Tank versus Zeke and Cooper, and I come back to what you have said here, Danny McCray, on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. <laughs> Kellen Moore does not use these guys properly. You know, it's a little oh. bit different for a guy like Tank versus these guys. Now, obviously, and I said it last week, any defense that doesn't have Tank Lawrence involved in it, the defensive coordinator needs to be fired. That's a fireable offense right there. That you got a base package and you tell a Tank to run off the field for the first play against the Bengals for Dorrance Armstrong. That's a misuse of the talent. But you can't sit up here and say that Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper have been used properly. We can't say Hold that. On. And you have to think Hold about on. that when you start talking about the use of the money. I do not believe that Kellen Moore has used these two guys correctly. What? How many targets and did Cooper have yesterday? Listen, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Wait, wait. He had, he had three targets yesterday, two catches for 10 yards. I watched a third down play where he had single coverage on Richard Sherman, and I'm like, okay, Andy Dalton. Throw it over here to Coop. Let Coop go make a play. Doesn't happen. I'm sitting here later on watching the Cardinals game. What do I see? I see Kyler Murray throwing it over here to DeAndre Hawkins with a dude draped on over the end zone. D Hop went out there and made a play. Come on, man. Come on. Okay, listen. You're better than that. Now that you I'm really ashamed of you. I'm gonna bring no because I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring my boy Church in because this will happen. Now you're talking about Zeke and not being used correctly. And I listen, and Church has been on this too. How many times the dude fumbled this season? How many times is he giving the ball away? When you're talking about performance, you're also talking about being able to be reliable, holding on to the ball. Some of those games where he fumbled, they snatched him out, and then they let Tony Pollard get in. And if you watch the game yesterday, you start to question yourself and say, man, which one of our our running backs have been performing the best this season? I'm going. I'm going. TP now. Amari Cooper. Yeah, I don't understand. Listen, I, I, I don't. I don't understand. You know, you, you, I'm, I'm lost for words with this Amari Cooper situation. He's on my fantasy team, like I said, and uh, I'm a. I'm a luckily scratch out a win. But as I watch this, I'm just like, oh, 
I, I don't know, man. Noah Brown got in there and got more targets to coop. CD Lamb got more targets to coop. The tight end got more targets to coop. Tony Pollard got more tar- targets. Uh, listen, if you name, if you can name them uh, on the roster, they had more targets to coop uh, this game. It, 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 but, it doesn't make any sense. But at the end of the day, we won the game. Like, at the end of the day, we won. And maybe that's the new formula. Maybe that's the new formula for us to just spread the wealth around, get the tight ends involved, get Tony Pollard involved, get Noah Brown involved. Said Wilson, I don't know what it is, but we How won How many yards do we have on offense? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. If How many yards do we have on offense? We could have had 10 yards on offense. No, but, that, but, dub, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's all that matters. But, but that's what I'm saying, Church. You're not gonna win that. You're not gonna win many games that way by not, by the, 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 our defense getting four turnovers. You know, giving giving our offense the ball in our own territory. I mean, in, in uh, defensive territory each time. That stuff's not gonna happen. You have to find a way to be able to make long drives on offense consistently. This is and the true. way that we played the game, it, it's, it's not gonna happen. You have to be able to get your star players involved. Uh, or, or you're not going to win, you know, the, the really significant games. So, right? you, you'll beat the 49ers like that. You'll, you'll beat uh, Minnesota like that sometimes. But when you get into some real competitive games, if you're not able to sustain long drives and get these players involved, you ain't going to win. It's, it's just not going to happen. And Amari Cooper getting two to three targets and two catches for nine yards. The dude needed four catches to break, break his own personal record. Couldn't even get it this game. Couldn't, couldn't even get it. <laughs> Maybe in Philly. <laughs> Maybe see, and, and and that's the bad part. It's a it's it's a possibility that the man still might not even break his own personal catch record, and he needs two, I believe, and he still might not even do that in Philly. Mm, mm, mm. Don't make no sense. It makes it makes absolutely zero sense to me, and and that is the biggest one hundred million dollars sunk to me that I've seen. And, and yeah, you look at the numbers and all that, you say, oh yeah, the dude got this many catches, this many yards. You watch the game, it ain't the same. Like Newey said, you look at D-Hop yesterday, you look at Metcalf, you look at look at Calvin Ridley, you look at Cole B, look at these guys and you watch the games and you can see that, that their numbers match up with what you see when you're watching on the film. When you look at Cooper, it doesn't match up. And it, it is not his fault, in, in my opinion. All right. all right, let's take a break. Gotta take a break. Gotta take a break. When we come back, since Danny's in this run, let's run Zeke down. Oh. Uh, we'll let you continue to run down a Zeke Boy, Elliott on soapbox as we talk about, about Tony Pollard. Yeah, <laughs> jump on him and try and snatch Zeke's money where we return on the players' lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, 
where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players Lounge. All right, AT&T continues to innovate new ways to connect Cowboys Nation with new and exciting game day experiences, including Starview presented by AT&T 5G, available in stadium and for home use. Download the Dallas Cowboys mobile app and look for Starview under the stadium tab. All right, Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Cowboys safeties Danny McCray and Barry Church. Tony Pollard started for Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott out with a calf injury, did not play. Tony Pollard with 132 total yards of offense, had two rushing touchdowns, and looked very good. Social media buzz is they were trying to figure out ways to cut Ezekiel Elliott. People are done with Ezekiel Elliott. They're all about Tony Pollard. Uh, obviously, I don't feel that way. But, uh, you know, Danny McCray, you've been on your soapbox running people down. So go ahead. Go down and uh, run down. Nope. How do you feel? Yeah. Let me How tell you feel about it? I'm abs- Listen, I- I've been on this show many times saying Zeke deserves all the money that he got. And I've been on this show saying that Kellen Moore doesn't know how to use the guy, even coming into the season, saying, yeah, we're going to get this dude involved. He out there running routes. And then I watched the game, and I'm saying, this is what I thought that they were going to do with Zeke. They throwing the ball to Tony Pollard. He running the ball, all these creative ways to give him the ball, especially the first drive. It was Tony Pollard the whole drive. And I'm looking like, you got a $90 million running back, and you said that you were going to have him involved in the passing game and the running game. This is what I envisioned for. And then as soon as Zeke is out, this is the game plan that you put in for Tony Pollard. It was very confusing. So I, I don't know if it's something that they don't feel like Zeke can do, or that they thought he was, that, that he could do before they actually seen him on the field or what's going on. But th- what I see from Tony Pollard is what I expect to see, expected to see from Zeke as far as creativity and, and getting him involved in the, uh, in the game. Zeke deserves his bread. Tony Pollard got out there and did it for a game. Not, nothing against him, but we've seen Zeke be the workhorse for many years, and I think he still has that in him. This year, had lived up to it with the fumbles. Uh, you know, other than that, his usage has just been off. But me, I'm just big on him with, with how many times he's fumbled the ball. But I still think he, I think he still has it. Yeah, look, I think I think Zeke's still, you know he deserves the money that he got. I mean, you know, he was a workhorse back for us since he's been in the NFL. But I don't think it's not fair to ask the question: Has has Tony Pollard looked better than Zeke this year? I, I think he has. I mean, so far when we give Zeke the ball, the ten or twelve we do give him a game. I mean, it's three or four yards in a cloud of dust. I think his far, his longest run this season has been twenty six yards, and during that run, he looked like he could have got tracked down by a D lineman. So I, I'm not going to sit here and act like this guy is he, he's oh, he's he's Christian McCaffrey or he's he got all the juice. He he doesn't right now. He looks more like a fullback than a running back, and Tony Pollard looks a little bit better than he does. Looks like he has a little bit more explosiveness. Whoa. He looks a little bit better out the backfield. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I don't think I'm telling any lies out here. When we see TP, he looks like Tyler Clips. <laughs> I ain't gonna go that far. Wow, man. I ain't gonna go that far. 
I'm saying no, he when just he's called the man his long a fool. <laughs> when he's gotten his long breaks, man, he hasn't looked as fast as he had in the past. Whoa. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's an unfair judgment. Nah, I don't think that's an unfair him. judgment. You call him a call I said he looked. I said he looked like a. a you I might as well call him the, like black, the black Kyle use check. You call him the black Kyle Oh, Here <laughs> yeah, we go, man. You can't say nothing black on loose. this show, man. I tell you. Call him black moose. <laughs> Y'all will take black something moose. and Is run with it, man. When he, no, when, wow. when he was out there, he, he has not looked as fast as he's had in the past. And Tony Pollard looks like he has a little bit more juice. That's all I'm saying. I mean, did this dude, okay, but coming into the game, this dude's eighth in the league in rushing. You call him a fullback. Wow, just a tough crowd. You guys are tough today, man. You got a tough crowd today. I said man. he looked like Ooh, a fullback. You he has. Tough. He has. Mm, tough, tough crowd. Three or four yards in a cloud of dust. That's what we've gotten so far. He's not better okay, than Tony. So- I mean, Tony Pollard not better than Zeke. Right, but I'm still on that. He's not, he not better sure. than Zeke. That's like the Ju- that's like the Juju Smith thing, right? When when Antonio Brown left, you realize that Juju Smith really wasn't a number one receiver. He was kind of feeding off the fact that uh, Antonio Brown was getting so much attention. I think that's the same thing that's going on with TP. No offense to him, but he, he he's still not Zeke, and he, he doesn't have a body of work that, that says so either. Okay, so what do you make of the people saying cut him? Or get out the contract. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, McCray? I've got the same thought. If, if Keller's not going to find a way to utilize him correctly and he's going to come out with all the creative stuff when Tony Pollard gets in the game, then you got to find a way to, 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 to move on. Because other than that, you're just sinking $90 million to a guy, into a guy that, that you're not really uh, taking advantage of. It, it makes no sense to me. So you either got to find a way to use him and let Keller Moore know that this is what we want to see from Zeke. Or, you know, some of these people might be right that if, if, if you're going to utilize Tony Pollard in a better way than you, Zeke, then find a way to, to, to move on from him or get something in return from, for him. I just don't see how we can get out of this deal. I mean, it's, 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 it's he's locked, I feel like he's locked up until at least 2020, what, 2023? So I just don't know how we can get out of this deal. And I don't see anybody trading for him to get a $90 million running back. I just don't see it happening. So like you said, Danny, I think we're going to have to just stick with this guy. We're going to see what he has to do next year when he gets a full, healthy offensive line. And hopefully, if Kellen is back, he has a better game plan implemented to uh, get the most out of Zeke. So let me me ask this question. Okay, let me ask this question here. Because you guys have been in the locker room and you have been around players who've had down seasons. Would it be prudent for the head coach and even the owner, Gerald Wayne Jones, to come out and say, look, last year, Zeke, that was a bad year. We don't blame it all on you. We had issues, offensive line issues, quarterback issues, but you need to be better for us in 2021. Is there anything wrong with them saying that? Because around here, nobody ever wants to tell anybody they've had a down year. And if you somehow tell somebody they had a down year, you're hating or you're not respecting them. As I, the charge was leveled against me about what I said about Tank Lawrence. When you look at dudes and just say, hey, man, I need you to be better because you can be better. And oh, by the way, what have we seen? When Tank turns it on and plays, this is a better football team. If Ezekiel Elliott plays better and gets it on, guess what I think we'll see? I think we'll see a better football team. But who's the person that can come out here and actually say to 21, hey, bro, that ain't what we paid for? You're right. I think it's got to be upper management. I think they get because it, it's not like they're telling lies. They're being honest with them and saying, hey, look, you had a down year. And I think 
he even himself would admit like, hey, it's not the best year that I've had out here with in a Dallas Cowboys uniform and I can be better. And I think that's what they need to, to, to tell him this offseason. They, they need to get it in his head like, look, man, we need you to be that workhorse. We need you to be that guy once again. And we're going to ride with you uh, because, look, I mean, we, we, it's all coming down to how he's going to be able to respond to this. I mean, there's two ways it can happen. You, they can tell him this. They can break the news to him like this and he can go in a shell, pout about it and just become a worse player. Or he can feed off of that. Oh, say, oh, they think I lost it. They think I don't got it anymore more they don't think i got the juice and he can go out there and prove them wrong so i think it could go both ways but knowing zeke i think he'll feed off of that and become a better running back let me tell you something whatever room they sit him down in and, and talk to him about you better have Kellen moore and mike mccarthy in there and get on the same speech of you need to utilize this guy the way the way that we're paying him because like i said it's not all on him when you get on the seat you say hey man we need you to hold on to the ball the number one thing we need you to do and the number one setback that you had this year was fumbling the football. That caused us to have to put Tony Pollard in because at certain points we couldn't trust you in the game. That is the number one thing that you need to fix. Other than that, the, the offensive coordinator, head coach, they need to find a way to utilize you and your skills to your maximum ability. So they need to have Zeke. Whoever the offensive coordinator is, Kellen or, or Mike McCarthy in there, and they need to have a group conversation. Zeke needs to take some onus, and the, uh, and the coaches need to take some onus on this as well. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, there was one player yesterday that I looked at, and I said, maybe this guy has a starting role for this defense next year. Let's dive into that next. I knew he scrugs along with Barry Church and Danny McCray. This is the Players Lodge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. To the Players' Lounge. 
don't miss the virtual Christmas extravaganza presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb. The most electrifying holiday show of the season can be watched on Dallas Cowboys Facebook and Twitter on December 24th. That's Christmas Eve at 6, 6 p.m. Central or on demand at DallasCowboys.com slash Christmas. All right. Cowboys get a win. They are now 5-9. and nine. In this win, the defense played well, creating three turnovers. Cowboys with four turnovers overall. And I asked this question to you here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com, Barry Church, Danny McRae. What's that? When we think about next year, is Donovan Wilson a guy you look at who can be a starter for your defense next year at safety? Go ahead, D-Mac. Listen, the the way that he's played this year, I would say yes. Um, I don't think you keep both of those guys back there, so you still have to bring in a veteran guy. Uh, he, he's he's made some plays, and I think that he has the potential to be a starter. I would still have him come in and compete, uh, you know, w- w- with a veteran guy and see if he could beat him out. But I, I think from what we've seen from him, as long as he continues to get better, he he, he has the possibility to be a starter. Yeah, I'm, I'm with McCray on this one. Um, he definitely has the possibility to be a starter, as you've seen him out there flashing, making plays. And it's not just, you know, once in a, you know, one play here, one play there. It's been a couple weeks. I mean, it started in Minnesota when he was striking guys out there and causing fumbles. And then this week we see his coverage skills in the back end being able to break on passes and read quarterbacks' eyes back there. So he's not just a box safety or a one-dimensional safety that you can play as basically an extra linebacker. This guy has talent. He has talent in the coverage, and he has talent when he strikes opponents, and he has talent in the run game. So for me, he can be a future starter, and he's young. And he's young, and he's coachable. You don't see this guy really out there blowing coverages, making big-time mistakes like we've seen in the past. This guy, I think he has it. Do you think he has the ability to be one of the better safeties in this league? But it's going to take a little bit of time and better coaching, and, and I feel like he'll be able to do it. So and let me cheap, ask this church. question. He's this, cheap. That's true. He's very cheap yes. right now. <laughs> so, so let me ask this question to you guys, because when I was watching him in preseason action, and you guys, hey, here's a guy who's making some plays. But, but they never looked at it. You know, they go this offseason, they go give Kaha Clinton Dix money, and they say, hey, we're going to go with Woods again, and, and, and then they had Darren Thompson. So why is it taking so long for them to see things that, you know, I and other media people, you know, people like Dave Hellman, people who watch this team are saying, hey, man, that, that, that guy's making plays here. How, how, come, how come it's taken so long for them to see what other people are seeing? And, and we're not trained professionals. You know, these coaches. It's, it's the safety position. I mean, we, we all know this going back, you know, since uh, I think who was the last safety they paid around here? Uh, Ken Hamlin, I feel like. It's just the safety position was, yeah, and, this organization, and it's this organization. They just devalue that position. I don't know why. We've seen it over time and time again that safeties can make a huge impact on a defense. Look at Tyron Matthew with the Kansas City Chiefs. Look at Buda Baker's doing in Arizona and when Earl Thomas was in his prime. I mean, the safety position can have a huge impact, but for some reason, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know why, they just do not value this position. They feel like they can just plug and play anybody in there, and we've seen it hurt this team in the past and hurt this defense. So for me, they need to take a stronger look at Wilson and feel like he can be the starter going forward. Yeah, and then and then, then for me, I think so, sometimes what happens is a, a player practices different than they play, right? So sometimes what you see at practice isn't what you see on the field. So I think once he was able to get on the field and actually make those plays, and he was able, and they were able to see that he was out there, and he could make them consistently. 
uh, I, I think they kind of threw the practice tape to the side and was like, this guy's a, a true baller and he can do this on a consistent basis. That's that's the only thing that I can see, you know, especially since they don't really let us in, you know, to see practice or get any details on what's really going on out there. So, that I mean, that, that's the only thing I can come up with in my mind. Okay. Um all right, so so I I just wonder because I think that he's a guy that um, you look at it was you know with Xavier Woods coming up too right now I would not re, I would not resign him and you know no. you're looking at a player in Wilson who you get cheaper and 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 do you go back and revisit an Earl Thomas if you're the Cowboys because now you have the ability to set the price you want for an Earl Thomas who did not play football this year. No, I don't think you go in that role. I don't think you go with a you know a very high priced veteran free agent out there. I think you go with uh, a lesser known commodity, maybe a Trey Boston if he's up, somebody in that realm where they're not going to cost you an arm and a leg to sign them, but they're very good as far as leadership and being a quarterback of the defense because that's all I think that they need back there in the secondary. I think they got their striker. I think they got their playmaker in Wilson. I think the last key piece missing in that secondary is a guy to put all the pieces together, the guy that's back there kind of like a Sean Lee, kind of like a quarterback of the defense to get these guys lined up and let them let their playmaking ability um, go ahead and, and go ahead and be out there and be great. So for me, I just think they need a quarterback back there and you can get that for relatively cheap yeah and I, I think it really depends on on the defensive coordinator and, and what type of scheme they're trying to run because the, the safety position has evolved into guys blitzing off the edge some guys covering some guys free roaming some guys playing in the middle some guys playing in the box so you just need to find out what type of scheme you're going to run and what type of player fits that fits that scheme best before you just kind of go out there and just just throw anyone in there because all, all, all safeties are different. So, so all of them specialize in something different and they can maximize their, their opportunities in different ways. So find out what you're doing defensively, find out what scheme you're running, and then pick a player that fits that scheme because it's obvious that, that players don't come first uh, defensively uh, in terms of who fits the scheme or we're just going based off what the players can do and making the scheme fit around them. All right. Uh, tough, tough day for Team Tank on Sunday. Cowboys win, get five <laughs> wins this year. So Dallas went from having the fourth overall pick before the win over the 49ers to winning the game, now having the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft with two games to go. So doubled up from four to eight. And to it's going to keep dropping. Uh, it's going to keep dropping. Because I'm telling y'all, man, these last two games, Philly, New York, I believe we got, whichever order that is, they're going to get it's these Philly. two games. So you, you think they're going to end up probably picking 15-ish, 16-ish. And I don't know if Team Take loves that. I don't know if the Dallas-Fort Worth loves that. But that's what's going to happen. Well, Jalen Hurts is going to start for the Eagles on Sunday at Jerry World. Uh, their head coach, Doug Peterson, confirmed it. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh, Cowboys linebacker, underwent an MRI on Monday to confirm a uh, ligament issue. But it's possible that he could play on Sunday ligament in his ankle so um, look the Cowboys are going to have an issue with, with this young fella here uh, 401 total yards uh, against Arizona 338 yards on the road three touchdowns and then he ran the ball 63 times uh, I should say 11 times for 63 yards had a a touchdown rush so this is basically another Lamar Jackson type situation and Mike Nolan didn't exactly call a really good defensive game uh, when they played Baltimore and that's just being kind so um church you know you, look this you, is this is a tough this is a battle and, and Philadelphia is favored in this game by the way 
Yeah, you're right. And this out of these last two games, this is the game that pretty much scares me, man. Because I thought we were going to have Hurts or Wentz in there, but he seems that he's going to be riding the pine for the rest of this year. Hurts, man, he looks good. He looks good. And against Arizona, they were trying to bring the pressure. And he just he has this cool, kind of calm, collected just feel about him. He just feels like he's he's beyond his years as a rookie when he goes out there. He's moving the pocket. He's good on the run. And he's a lot more accurate than I thought he was coming into this NFL. So for me, this game scares me, man, because not only can, you know, can Hurts, you know, bring out the best of these receivers, but he seemed to bring the best out of Miles Sanders, who, you know, this year, I mean, it's been up and down for him, but with that added threat of Hurts' legs, it seemed that read option with Miles Sanders has come alive in Philadelphia. So this game scares me overall. And plus, Philadelphia's defense, they still got that front seven. And that front seven can get after the quarterback with Cox and those boys. So for me, this game scares me, but I still, I still got them boys coming out on top. We went in three straight. We went in three straight, and we're going to go seven and nine. Count on I'm, it. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and continue where I left off with Jalen Hurts. And listen, the, the greatest thing for this dude, because he, he is battle-tested, he's been through the Alabama, lost his job, went to Oklahoma, and the best thing for me to see is Jalen Hurts perform better than Tua, which I wanted that to be happen in the national championship to where Oklahoma would go in there and beat Alabama, but we're going to see it in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is out there playing cool, calm and collected and knew he compared him to Lamar Jackson and I'm sitting here saying he throws a ton better than Lamar Jackson right now <laughs> we have our hands full with this we, we have our hands full with this guy we, yes he throws better than no, Lamar no. Jackson look, look I wasn't comparing him it's I was I was contrasting the game that the game plan they had against Baltimore that's what I'm talking about with Lamar Jackson and what they were doing so I'm not, I'm not comparing the quarterbacks at all. I'm just comparing that they had to go up against a quarterback, a, a running quarterback, and a team that wanted to run the ball. You got another one, and the game plan against Baltimore was bad. So I'm not comparing the two quarterbacks at all, okay? Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen's a Q dog. So, you know, I'm going to down for my boy, okay? I'm down for, down for the dog team. So. No, no, listen. And and, 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 and and I say it to this extent, to, to the fact that Jalen Hurts is less of a scrambling quarterback than than uh, Lamar Jackson. The game is 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 less tailored for him to run part, quarterback powers and quarterback sweeps than it is when you play a team like Baltimore. This guy is going to drop back and then create those plays kind of more like Russell Wilson. After he drops back, he doesn't see it. Then he's going to make that smart decision to take off and run versus when you play a Lamar Jackson, it's probably run first and, and, and make sure you're on your keys and then defend the pass. Well, Leighton Van Der Esch's ability to, to and, and I've never had a, a ankle ligament situation, maybe one of you guys have, but it just seems to me when you're playing a, a team where you've got to worry about the quarterback uh, using his legs and as a linebacker, that could be a, that could be a tough, tough go for Van Der Esch to, to, to really be ready um, and, and get down on Sunday. So there may be seeing more Sean Lee, which we saw yesterday when Van Der Esch had the lead football game. If I'm Van Der Esch, man, I, you make sure you're healthy before you come in there. Because the worst tag you want in your NFL career, especially <laughs> yeah. as early as his NFL career, is you don't want that injury label. You don't want them guys to say, hey, hey he can't stay healthy. He, he's just a rotational piece. So if I'm Leighton, man, make sure you're healthy because you don't need any more setbacks this year. Speaking yeah, of please, that, do you, pick up, do you pick up his fifth-year option if you're the Cowboys? Ooh. That's a ooh. <laughs> go, uh, you, ooh. Go ahead, McCray, on this one. I'll, oof. I don't know. Go ahead, McCray. <laughs> Listen, oh, I, 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 I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong on LVE um, this season because 
I, I had no faith in him to be able to come back from the neck injury and then the collarbone injury. And he's he's proven me wrong. Um, as far as his play on the field, when he's healthy, I, I think you still have an opportunity to see some great things from him. So it it is a it's a tough question to ask and answer. But as of right now, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Here's yeah, my I'm question. A, go ahead. Go ahead. Newt. Here's my okay. This is just my 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 point on Van Rash. When the new defensive coordinator comes in here, I'd like to really know, do you put him back out at outside linebacker when he had a Pro Bowl season, when he looked more comfortable, versus putting him at middle linebacker where a guy's had a neck issue and you're out here banging in the guys? I, I, would, I would love to see right out of the gate, where do you play the play? This is true. This is true. I don't think he's durable enough to play in that middle, and, and that's what we've seen so far. That middle linebacker, you got to be stout in there because you're taking on pulling guards, fullbacks, each and every down. And, and look, he has the size to do it, but these soft tissue injuries, this neck problem he's had, he might be better suited on the outside where he can use his hands more and he can use his speed to get around blocks. In that middle, you got to be straight head on, bam, every single play. And I don't know if he's built for that. Well, and to help Newley out, I think a real important part of playing middle linebacker is having a defensive line in front of you that kind of keeps you keeps you clean and allows you to see stuff and go attack blockers instead of taking them on, you know, five yards in a uh, in your defensive backfield. So you fix the D line up, make sure that they are on their p's and q's, and I think it'll help LVE out playing in the middle if that's where they have them at. All right, all right, but still, yes or no on picking up the fifth year option. Oh, I'm a. I'm a say yes. I'm a say yes. Give him one more year, just full health. Hopefully, he's healthy for the entire year, and he's able to get back to that 2018 form when he was a Pro Bowl All Pro player. McCray. Oh, I say, I say yes. I, I, I say, I say, right now is a tough decision. You know, tough answer. But right now, I'm, I'm leaning toward yes because I still think he has some stuff. Left in the tank, and if, if you keep him clean and allow him to roam free back there, I think he can make some plays just like he did in 2018. I don't know. I, I don't know. And, and here's what to me is going to be very interesting: is when the Cowboys draft, where you know, if they take a linebacker in the first two rounds, then I don't think you do it. I don't. I don't think you do yeah. it because even if he's a free agent. Um, you can tender, you know, you can easily tender a contract to pay the player. Denver didn't do that to their tackle, Garrett Bowles, and they ended up deciding, you know what, okay, hey, we saw enough from you this year. We want to bring you back on a long term deal. So I just think with these injuries that have piled up um, right now, I, I would not do it, especially knowing that you're about to sign Dak Prescott to a pretty significant deal, and you're going to have free agent dollars that are going to be tight. I mean, just overall, your cap is going to be tight. So in order for you to go ahead and, 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 you know, get another year out of him, I think you really got to be sure. And injuries have to play a part in it. And also the fact that you've got Jalen Smith. And right now, the contract you've given Jalen Smith, um, you don't look, that's not a winning contract for you. So how much do you want to put into this line? How much do you want to put into this linebacker position? And these two guys are questionable. You thought these guys were trending up, and right now they're not trending up, at least this year. Maybe a new coordinator can come in here and fix this thing, but right now, I don't know if I, don't know if the I key. can do it. That's the key. It's a lot of trending down with this defensive coordinator. It was a lot of trending up before he got here, and now it's a lot of trending down. So I'm still, I'm still on the fact that a new defensive coordinator or, 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 
or, or some tidies up because we we never know if Mike Nolan's going to be here or not. So just some fix, fixtures <laughs> and what he's doing and maybe another year to have the scheme going on and have these guys learn and, and, and execute more properly. Maybe that might help them because, like you said, they were trending up. A lot of guys were trending up. Yes. And, and that has changed this season. Yes. Yes, definitely. All right. Uh, another fun show. Let's get back at on uh, get back at it on Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. right here on the Players' Line for Barry Church. For Danny McRae and our producer, Chris Beam, Newey Scruggs, thank you so much for checking us out. Tell a friend about the show. Tweet at us, okay? Tweet at the show and uh, retweet it as well. We'll be back tomorrow at 2.30 right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?